Well, hey, hey, everybody. It's Carol Jean here with Mind Your Autistic Brain. So it's been a few weeks. It's been since before Christmas since we've had our regular talk show episodes. And I've been taking a break a little bit because there's been a lot going on behind the scenes, some really amazing, fun, and exciting things that I've been working on for all of you in the Mind Your Autistic Brain community. I can't wait to share them with you. One of those things is an update to the top 20 warning signs list. And now there's a new self-paced first steps to burnout restoration course that's available. And my one-on-one the unveiling method, burnout to thriving, private coaching and individualized coaching sessions. So you can access all of this on the website at mindyourautisticbrain.com by going to the four individual section and click on learning more. That will take you to the burnout page where you can get all of the information. And on that resources website, it's resources.mindyourautisticbrain.com. All of the information where you can apply for personalized or individualized coaching, where you can be a part of our Unveilers community. We are kicking off. We actually kicked off one of our first workshop events this past Sunday, and we had all of our Unveilers from the private coaching program, as well as those who decided that they were going to join us from the First Steps to Burnout Restoration self-paced course. We had a two-hour workshop all about how to accelerate and quantum leap your burnout restoration journey. And we had so many amazing conversations in there as everyone was working through their clean slate from last year and what they were going to do to start creating their Thrive Statement with some of the things that I shared in the workshop on Sunday. That's actually going to be in the Unveilers resource now. So any of you guys that join, it's there for you. That's one of those wonderful bonus things that I love to give along the way. And starting at the end of February, we are going to have monthly support groups for all of the folks in our Unveilers community. That is people in our private coaching, as well as our first steps in the first in the self-paced course. So if you are interested in joining any of that, take a look at the resources.mindyourautisticbrain.com. Check them out. You can apply for personalized coaching. And with that application, if everything is there and it's like, this is a really good, good match. And I know I've got some resources I can share. I will set up a 30 minute free consultation with you and share some information to help you on your journey based on the, the questions that you answer in that, that uh, application for coaching. And that's just to kind of start the conversation to let me know what's going on with you, where you are. Cause you know, guys burnout, we feel it. And by the time we feel it, that's sort of where we become aware that burnouts happen in our world. So the burnout warning signs are the internal experiences that we have in burnout. There's another component that I teach and talk about, and that is the burnout warning signposts. So you've got your warning signs, that's your internal piece. Then you have your external piece, which are your burnout signposts. And most people think that, oh, it's the warning signs that let me know that's how I identify I'm in burnout. Well, not so much. That's where you feel it first and you really start to notice it. But burnout shows up in the external signposts before we ever start to feel it. And that's where we can catch it. That's where we can start to make adjustments and awarenesses and shift things so that you don't end up with those warning signs. And today, my amazing guest is Anne Sabah. As we're kicking off our 2023, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about 
first, and that's executive function. Because in burnout, and in my how spicy is your burnout, five levels of spicy from the poblano pepper all the way up to the ghost pepper level five, we look at the degree and level of executive function you're experiencing in your life. That's one of the components that kind of lets us categorize what level of burnout you might currently be experiencing. Anne is joining me in an amazing conversation today, and she is a certified executive function coach. So I dive in and ask a lot of questions because when we did this interview a few months ago, I was I had been sick for about three weeks and I was experiencing some things in my signposts that I knew I needed to pay attention to because of some of the executive function things showing up. So Anne and I kind of dive into that. And I wanted to start off the conversation this year with an executive function conversation with my friend Anne, because that might be where you are after the holidays and all the rush and everything happening. And, you know, we set goals and we got our new year's resolutions and by the end of January, where we are right now, beginning of February, you're kind of feeling it. You may be sitting in sort of like the shame storm or I have failed yet again. And I just want to let you know, you haven't, you haven't. And hopefully Ann and I will share some things today that will touch on those in your heart and kind of help you with where you're moving and your, your burnout restoration. Cause that's really why I'm here guys. I want to help you get off that chronic cycle burnout loop for good. And I want you to be able to live in your thrive. And, you know, that was one of the fun things that we talked about in the workshop on Sunday with the unveilers is what is your thrive statement? What does that look like for you? What does thriving look like? Because if we don't have that address dialed into our GPS system, we may not get where we want to go. So that's why part of the unveiling method is we craft out that thrive statement. So you have an address to put in your GPS for where you want to go. So we can recalculate if we hit a roadblock and, you know, if a signpost comes up, we can sort of navigate that. So join me for this amazing conversation with Anne today. And next week, dial in, tune in, kick back and grab your favorite beverage because I'm talking to the amazing Tammy Cho and we're talking about the pathway to the heart. Because, you know, that's one of the things that I'm so super passionate about is helping people get back to their passion, their thrive and in the pathway to your heart. And Tammy and I will be talking about that next week. So let's get going. Make sure you go check out the top 20 warning signs. Look at it. Get started on your burnout restoration journey. Be that through private coaching or the self-paced course to kind of get you started from where you are. Because guys, I want to help you get started. I don't want you to feel stuck. I don't want you to feel like I'm in sitting in the suck and I have no way out because I got a way out and I want to help you get there. Let's get going. Hi, I'm Carol Jean, late-identified autistic ADHD human and your host of the Mind Your Autistic Brain talk show and Burnout Restoration Unveilers community. You're about to experience the new way to thrive as a neurodistinct brain and body by getting off the chronic cycle burnout loop for good. By unveiling your authentic self, defining what thriving feels like for you, Knowing your burnout signpost, so those top 20 burnout warning signs are a thing of the past, and stepping into your best life as the creator and leader you are meant to be. Get ready, because this is where we go against the mainstream. 
say no to outdated self-care tips, and we say yes to who we are in order to create an energized, authentic, peaceful, and harmonized world. Welcome to Mind Your Autistic Brain. And welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here and we are having this conversation today. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Wow. I mean, when we met a few months ago, I was just so excited and I have loved getting to know you. And this has been like on my bucket list to have a conversation around executive function. So having you join me for this is really, really exciting for me. I cannot wait to dig into this and sort of help some folks today with maybe some strategies, some things to learn about how maybe even recognizing executive function levels. Cause you know, that's sort of a big thing too. It's like, if it's been like down in the basement for a while, it's become your norm. So you don't really have anything to compare it to because you're like, that's just like, okay. So from the data and the research that I've collected almost it's like 98%. So like, you know, just a handful of folks said, no, <laughs> the majority of us in the neurodistinct umbrella have piles of some sort somewhere in our house. Like that's my filing system, folks. Don't mess with my pile. <laughs> True story. <laughs> right? And so, you know, if something, if, if the basement, if we've been in burnout on that chronic cycle burnout loop for a really long time and our executive function levels really kind of been in the basement and that's just become our norm and we don't know what it's like or even how to sort of evaluate what our executive function levels are, like that's something that would be really helpful to kind of be able to, to pull out. But before we get into some of those really juicy bits of executive function, and I'd love to hear sort of your journey, your story. How did you end up in life coaching, executive function coaching, and how did you come to the autistic neurodistinct community? Well, um, it started just shy of five years ago. I got my coaching certification then, and I started working with some, you know, a lot of the clients that I was getting assigned tended to be either ADHD or autistic. And I'm like, you know, I really resonate with a lot of these people. I wonder if that could be me, you know, because I, and, and then I started reading more about it and you know, I was checking all the boxes, basically, not maybe not every single one, but I mean, a great many seem to be in line with, you know, someone who was autistic. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this could be me. So I spoke with a trusted uh, diagnostic psychologist that I know well, and who's known me well for a lot of years. And she's like, oh, that is you. And I'm like, just like that. And she said, well, I've known you for like 12 to 15 years, of course, you know? And so she's like, it's not a bad thing. It's just a fact. That's just the way your brain functions. So I was like, okay, cool. You know? And so I think I felt more, you know, relief once I kind of knew there was a term for it growing up. I mean, you know, I just learned, you know, I, I know the date, December 17th, 2018, when I found out. So it's like, it's been just shy of four years ago. Um, growing up, like you and I, we would never have been caught. Like we didn't meet the threshold at the time, which was kind of based upon, I don't know, no disrespect to Rain Man or Kim Peek, who it was based on, but it, we didn't fit that mold. So yeah. There's so much. It's like, oh, it was, it was so narrow. I'm like, you know, 
autistic researcher. I love her account on Instagram. And she had a post the other day and she was like, you know, cause it's, it's and I talk about this, this is part of the, the processing phase and early identification, you know, in late identified, late identified life in those early processing phase, it's, oh my gosh, it's such a relief. And that makes so much sense. Now I, I have a better sense of like, why I feel the way I feel in, in the way that I experience the world and like, oh my gosh, it's actually different from a lot of other people, but Hey, there's also this whole other group of people that, that think like me and, and they get me and, oh my gosh, I finally found some people that get me. And this is amazing. And then there's that, well, what if I'd have known sooner? Mm-hmm. Right. What if I'd have been identified earlier? What if, you know, instead of being missed, somebody went, oh, Hey, I can help you you know, this will make a difference in your life. And, and, you know, for those of us who are late identified, autistic researcher made a really good point. She goes, if we were identified early, you know, number one, the criteria just wasn't there for it. But if by some chance you were, the supports weren't there when we were younger, Right. you know, the resources, the knowledge that's here now wasn't there. So really would it have changed anything? And, you know, I talk to to my clients about this in this processing phase, it's like, okay, we all go through this. You know, it's sort of this grief journey of like, what if I'd have known what? And then you get mad and you're like, why didn't somebody pick up on this? Like, you know, right. how was I missed for so long? And, and how did this happen? And now all of these things, you know, and the trauma layers and all this stuff. And now I've got all this baggage that I've got with me that I'm having to sort through. And I'm mad because I've suffered and no one has really taken that seriously. You know, it's been minimized or pushed to the side. And I've, I've now have a whole different view of myself, but to that point of identification, I thought, oh gosh, I was lazy. I just wasn't as smart as everybody else. I just couldn't figure it out. Like they had all somehow figured it out. And I didn't, I didn't get that manual, right. Like on how to people. Right. And it, there's just so much that gets onboarded. And, and then you get to this place where you're like, I don't trust myself. Mm-hmm. I've gone for so long that I don't even trust my own instincts. And it's like, I had this happen yesterday still. I mean, this is like an ongoing learning and unlearning and, and relearning process. Oh yeah. I, I didn't trust my gut instinct on something that I knew the other day. And I, I had to think about it last night and I'm like, okay, so what really happened? And why am I not feeling in like this was an alignment? And it was, I because there was a, a, a new level of stress in a different way, mm. I immediately went back to an old pattern of, okay, I got to control the situation because I don't know what it to expect, right? In this yeah. new thing. And it, it was like, because I was already tired, because I was already depleted, I didn't have the reserves to pull on to really stop myself in that moment to go. And I, and I even had the fleeting thought of, well, you know, everything you need to know, you don't need to do this. You're okay. You, you got this. And then I thought, no, I don't. I got to be more prepared. <laughs> Old habits die hard. They do. And, 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 you know, I'm like, okay, I'm nine years into this and the stuff still comes up for me because there's a whole new level in a layer. And that's what happens for everybody. And that's why it's really important. Like in the unveiling method, I have firm ground is the acronym and it's foundations, integration, restoration, and then maintenance management. Well, I'm in maintenance management and having that list of resources and being able to like process through and kind of self-coach myself in that moment, I went, oh yeah. Okay. Well, now we got some notes for moving forward. (laughs) Yeah. 
it doesn't end. It's like, as long as we're alive, it doesn't end. You know, we're always no. learning. Yeah. So, and what, what drew you to executive function coaching in particular? Well, it, it's been, it's been a long process. I would say long before I ever knew I was autistic, I was doing, I think I started using a planner about 10 or 12 years ago. And I don't know how I got through college without one. I really don't. No idea. But and so I didn't have one in college. I could have benefited no, so greatly. Nobody no. said, hey, this would be a good idea. Exactly. And I mean, and the ones that, the, that, you know, I was given throughout the years afterwards, they were too detailed. No disrespect to Franklin Covey's system, but it's detailed. And I couldn't even, I'm like, no, no, that's too much for me. I need basics. So CVS special, you just go down the road, get a planner that you, it just has blank spaces on every day. And you just, this is what I'm doing at what time. And so paper planners have worked for me a lot for probably about the past 10 to 12 years. I've recently also started using Google Calendar because it syncs to your phone and it'll ping you and say, okay, you've got this client coming up, you've got this meeting coming up, whatever. And so that's been helpful. And I, you know, since it worked for me, I can now, you know, kind of parlay this and help clients who, you know, want to plan out assignments for school, want to plan out their days as adults, you know, working, you know, whatever system works best for them. I'm not like you must use a paper planner or you must use technology, but like whatever works. So yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So as you sort of went on your own journey, it sounds like that's what really brought you to executive function coaching. You're like, oh, I didn't even know that I could use a planner and I don't have to use like this detailed version. Like that's not the only option I can like for me. And I love that you said this. I went to the Dollar Tree and I would get the blank Dollar Tree calendar that had like the full month on one page. And then everything was like a week. Right. But it was all blank because when I was teaching, I needed that because I didn't, you know, I was scheduling to, to fill in certain days and yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to have that. And then I had two kids who were playing sports and doing stuff. And I'm like, I got to be able to do this, but I can be able to see it and it can't be complicated. Right. Yeah. Like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so as you started to like navigate and start to understand your own executive function needs and like what's meeting that need, what supported and helped you, what definitely did not work for you, but Hey, it might work for somebody else. What brought you to like, okay, I think I got this. Like I got some good tools here that I've brought and now I'm going to like help somebody else. I think what it was is I had wanted to do life coaching for a lot of years. I just didn't have the means to do it financially. And I, in college, I knew to the penny what was in my account and I let that go probably, I don't know, later, even though I, you know, at this point I've been living on my own for close to 30 years, but it's like at, I don't know, I would say about 15 years ago, I was like, I'm done with corporate America. I'm just going to, you know, take a loan out against my house. Bad advice. Don't do it. Um, You know, and I'll just pay it back, you know, I'll, I'll like use it to, I don't know, learn other things that I can, you know, be doing on my own. So I did pet sitting, I did all kinds of stuff, but you can't, it's wonderful stuff, but you can't do it when you're in debt and you don't pay off debt with debt. 
So basically that, that was the thing. So what I decided to do was, all right, I knew at some point, you know, and, you know, family and I talked and everything, we're kind of like, you know, you've been independent for a really long time, but there's some things that, that need to change. Um, let's have, you know, it's no longer an option to not have a part-time job, at least to supplement your other income. And I'm like, I'll do you one better. I'll get a full-time because I want to be out of this debt. I'm done. You know, I don't want to be. And so, you know, sometimes it's got to hit you in your pride to be like, all right, let's fix the situation. And so, yes, the full-time job I had didn't pay very well, but it, it paid better than zero. So it's like that plus the pet sitting and, you know, gradually moving up and being able to pay off credit card debt and then pay off the home equity line of credit. I finally did that. It took, I mean, it took close to 11 years, but I did it. And so prior to that, I did thank you. <laughs> it's like prior to that, I decided, okay, I'll do my coaching program. I still have a little bit of debt, but I, I want to do this. It's not that much. I can do it. So I went ahead and did that. I still had a full-time job. I then started coaching around my full-time job and that at least gave me something that I really wanted to do and enjoyed doing. And then, you know, once I paid off the debt in full, I was able to, they already knew my work ethic at my job. And I said, can I take it down to 30 hours? And they said, yeah. So then after that, you know, after I got my, I used that time to kind of get what do you call like an emergency fund, which I had never had in my life, but I knew I needed. And so then I did that. And then I took it down to 20 hours and then COVID hit. So that took care of everything. It was just like, well, here's the little jump, the jump start to get you out of the nest here, Bertie. <laughs> here's your jump start. You want it out, you got it. So it's like, and that's fine. And, and that, that was good. You know, I'm, I'm grateful in a way because, you know, you've, you've never seen a person so happy to be laid off in their, in your life, you know, as I was. And I'm just like, well, you know, let's, let's see if we can make this work and knock on so much wood. It's, it's, it's been working. You know, there was a point where I did have to take a part-time job just a couple days a week. It still involved coaching, but it, I had to go in to a place and kind of work with young college students who were, either on the spectrum or with ADD or, or various other things. And so that helped to supplement. And I kind of made a second emergency fund. Um, and then I was able to leave that and, and just do coaching as I'm doing it predominantly from home. So I'm very grateful. It took a long Man, time. Oh my gosh. I, I'm just, I am celebrating with pure joy over here because thank you for sharing that story and, and your journey of that, because that's, that's a huge thing to accomplish. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm, I've just started that, that financial restoration journey for myself in the last year. And it's amazing. Like I, I finally can look at this and go, holy cow, you know, but I, I couldn't have gotten to be able to even start that to get some clarity and some consistency in my executive function without being in burnout restoration, without having energy and resources to get there. So, and I mean, 
I know that there's people listening going, oh my gosh, you know, I'm there or like, I'm in the thick of that right now. Like I'm using, I'm using debt to pay debt. Just like I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul to keep things afloat mm-hmm. right here. And, and I don't have the energy to like, I'm trying, but I don't even know where to start like this. But like, because that required a lot of consistency and planning, you know, and that's, that's our executive function. You know, like here's our cognitive load stuff here. What are some things like if, well, how do, first of all, how do we even identify like what level of executive function am I, am I experiencing right now? Cause you know, it does fluctuate and what, what are some big components here? I think this is a harder answer. I'm not sure exactly, but I would say you have to, you're not going to want to, but I think like reaching out to people and letting them know what, what your story is, just know your number. When I say about debt, know how much you owe, because if you don't, you're not facing it. And if you don't know, if you know your number, it can't scare you anymore because it's like, okay, 40 grand understood. What are we going to do next to get this done? And that's Ooh, almost- you just hit a sore spot for a lot of folks, right? There. I hit a sore spot for myself though. Cause I mean, I didn't want to see that figure. That was an ugly figure. I didn't want to see it. And I'm like, but if you look at it, like this is prison, you know, I don't, I don't want this anymore, you know? Okay. What am I going to do? And so you almost have to create, it's so funny. I have a friend of mine who he called me debt slayer when ever, oh, I, I, I never, you know, he's like, Hey there, debt slayer. And I mean, it's, it's great. And so you kind of have to kind of, um, there was one other woman that I worked with who was also quite a debt slayer in her own right. And she, and I would say, okay, what's your number now? All right, let's pay it. Let's next, next week we pay in this off, you know, and, and we're, we're paying it bit by bit. And so I would post online, like, okay, here's my number now, but I just made a huge whap to the debt and it's going down to this. And you, you get a cheerleading section. So that oh, kind of almost helps yes. with something that you don't have at that moment. Oh man. Okay. So, and for those of us with pathological demand avoidance, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a mm-hmm. big one it's because, hard. you know, and, and that, yeah, I mean, we can just talk about all the different layers. I mean, rejection, sensitivity, alexithymia. I mean, all of this factors in, in our neurotype. And, and if we're coming to this late in life and we're unemployed or underemployed, man, there's just so much of that guilt and shame. And the story we tell ourselves about where we should, you know, we should ourselves to death in this one, where we mm-hmm. should be at this part in our life and how we shouldn't have this debt. And there's so much guilt tied to that. And it's almost crippling because it's like, I I'm scared to look at that big number and I had to work. I had to really work through that to get that number. And it's like, and I got to be able to really add in all the parts and pieces. Like I got to be able to pull the stuff like out from under the carpet and, and add it into the column. I can't just go, Oh, it's just little. I can leave it over there. No, you can't. you got to add it into that column. It's hard. That's a lot of, that's a lot of underlying stuff. That you got to kind of at least be aware of. Right, right. I would agree with that. And I think in coaching, I think what I'm constantly reminded of, you know, and what I work with clients on is learning to face their stuff, you know, and some of the other coaches that I know who are really successful, they're like, no, do it today. Don't put it off. You're not going to want to do it later if you don't want to do it now. 
Like <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. So it's just like, bite the bullet, do it today. If you need a coach, get a coach, you know, it's okay. You know, cause coaches need coaches, therapists need therapists, you know, I have all of the above. It is part of my, it is part of my support network. No, it, it's true story. You know, it's like, that's, that's, and if you hear a cat in the background, that's our Robin. He, oh, to join, come here. Oh, well, we love our fur babies on this show. So bring them on up. Okay. This is Robin. Hey, y'all. Yes, he is a good boy. Oh my gosh. What a beautiful cat. Oh, the color is gorgeous. Like blonde. Yeah. Like creamy. Oh my goodness. Hi, Robin. Yeah. He is 20 years old. If you can believe it, he is doing so (gasps) great. We are so grateful. That is a well cared for cat. Yes. 20. Holy cow. I think that's the oldest cat I've ever heard of. Hey guys, like drop it in. Let us know. You got a cat holds your cat. I know. We're doing a Sunday on age here. We're going to find like the median age of our cats. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. So, so like, what is the first step for you? Like when you start working with somebody and they're like, okay, I know that I've got some executive function issues. I don't even know what they are. I'm showing up as a hot mess, but I know I want to get like more organized and, and make my life easier. And, and, you know, we like systems and structures and framework and routine. So like, once we get it, it's, it makes life easier, but where do we start? If I show up and I'm a hot, hot mess in a handbag, I'm a real cute handbag. Help me. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I've been that. Oh, totally. So, I mean, and, and we even talked about like, before we came on the show, you know, we all got a pile. So like, at what point is like, okay, like these couple of piles, like that's cool. But if you got like piles to this degree in all these places, then like, we need to like check this. Like, where do we kind of start on this journey of, of sort of executive functioning versus dysfunctioning, which is like, that's part of our neurotype, but like, how do we navigate it for us? I would say start with just one thing, you know, and just do one thing and get that checked off your list. That I think will start then to build some momentum because if you try to do everything at once, I think that's a recipe for burnout. Um, But I feel like if you start with one thing and successfully get it done, and then you're just like, okay, on to the next, and you just keep it moving, that's going to create the momentum you need to make longer lasting changes. It's like the old saying, slow and steady wins the race. You know, it's not a quick fix. When people come to coaching, they're just like, oh, you know, my, my kid's been this way for 30 years. Can you fix them? No, I can't fix anything. It's like, they've got to do it. It's like, yeah. you know, they, if they're willing, I work with them. But like one of one coach that I know, um, he says it better than I ever could. And it's what we do in the 50 minutes to an hour that we work together is important. What you do for the week in between is even more important. 100%. I absolutely. That's, that's one of the things is like, okay, the work that you do before our session and the work that you do after our session, that's, that's where the magic happens. That's where like the changes and stuff really come into play because it's, I, I will help you uncover those nuggets that are like the linchpin for the next thing to make it easier or to bring a new awareness. That's like, but you've already got all that. Yeah. You You know, like I'm just helping you uncover it. It's there. 
And then how you start to implement that. You know, that's one of the things we talk about. It's like the one thing, what's the one thing. And I love that book. Oh my gosh. What's the one thing that makes everything else easier or unnecessary. That's like the, the whole unveiling method is the 80, 20 principle. And I love that that's sort of where you operate, but you know, that's one of the things it's like, well, what's the one thing? Like, how do I pick that one thing to start with? I mean, how do we normally, how do you normally help somebody sort of identify that one thing? Cause sometimes I know there's a lot of people out there going, I've got like 900. I don't even know how to choose a one thing out of 900. I think it's just like a lot of time. I mean, not a lot of times, definitely. Like I always take notes during session. And so a lot of times my, the way that I process is I'll write the notes back to the client and what we'll do after each session is we'll say, okay, here's what, this is the bottom line. You know, I, I might have about 15 things that they said they wanted to work on, but I'll say, okay, of this, what's the most important for you? What do you feel is going to be the thing that would bring you the most relief as soon as you can tackle it, basically, even if it takes multiple, you know, months to get there or whatever is the case. Um, oh my gosh, you just gave me a breakthrough. How's that? Oh my gosh, you just did. Okay. So the one thing right now, because Ann and I were talking about this before I got on. All right, guys, I'm airing my dirty laundry. Here we go. So I've been sick going on three weeks now. I'm looking at an unmade bed. Y'all know I am all about making my bed every morning. So if you've been around here for a hot minute, you know, that's my thing. That's one of my word insights. Number one, my bed is not made right now. And there's piles beyond piles. Like I'm looking at, if I look around, I have got mess everywhere right now. You know, my husband this morning was looking for a pair of pants for work. And, and he was like, I can't find any pants. And I'm like, well, today's Thursday. It's laundry day. I did laundry last Thursday. I hung up tons of stuff. I don't, I'm going to wear his pants, but number one, he's not the best looker in the world. We're just going to be honest here. Okay. <laughs> so we've managed to find one pair of pants because I said, I cannot help you right now. You have to figure this out on your own. <laughs> you may have to wear a pair of dirty pants. Sorry. I don't know where your pants are. And, and I'm thinking, oh gosh, you know, I, when I did laundry last week, I didn't get everything put up as quickly, but I did get it all put up. So I'm wondering like, did I put pants in the wrong place <laughs> somehow? Cause I ran out of hangers, which hasn't happened before. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm just looking like the one thing right now is if I can just clean, make my bed and clean up two surfaces, the two biggest surfaces like are in my eyesight, I'm going to feel better. You oh, just yeah. gave me clarity on my one thing. Cause I was looking at this this morning going, I just want to get a shovel and set it all on fire. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of how I was feeling. Sometimes Thank you for that, Anne. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I, I'm actually going to put an accountability thing in here. And tomorrow, I'm going to do it between now and tomorrow afternoon, because that's when I have time to do that. I'm going to clean these two surfaces. I'm going to take a before and I'm going to take an after and right. I'm going to, I'm going to show my dirty laundry and I'm going to make sure I share it with Ann and I'll even post it on social media. So you guys can see the mess, but I will let yeah. you know that I actually, I, I'm taking some steps here. <laughs> Very nice. That is awesome. So yeah. like once we get that one thing and we start kind of, it's the domino, right? It's like the domino. When do you think like, for consistency, like when do we move to the next thing? Um, in terms of like the next thing that you want to do. Right. Like what, what <clears throat> level do I need to reach or how do I set the benchmark for like, okay, I'm working on this one thing. This is the first one. 
when do I know I can move to the next one? Because that's usually a big question for most people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like once that thing is checked off, you know, then you can kind of move on to the next thing because that'll get that momentum going. It's just like, you know, okay, well, yeah, I accomplished one thing. Okay. I can do this. You know, I can do hard things and everything. And so, you know, then getting to the, then you start the next item. Okay. So it's like, all right. So if I got these surfaces here and I clean them and that's my one thing, like I did the hard thing, right. So I can check that off, but then I know it's, it could potentially get messy again because it's a desk and a table, it's a nightstand. So how, how do I implement something to support that so that I don't come back to it being a mess again? Cause I've moved on to something else. Well, I don't have a perfect answer for it, but what I can say is a lot of times I encourage clients and even myself, you know, to kind of write down the steps that you use to fix the things that were, that you wanted to get fixed, like to clean those surfaces. So if you write those steps down, it's like, okay, if they ever start to get a little out of control again, it's like, okay, I have my binder here with my notes on how to get this under control again, bam, I can go. Oh my gosh. That's huge. I never thought about that. (gasps) Keep a record of how you made it happen. Yep. Oh, and okay, guys, that's a good one. That like, (laughs) seriously, like rewind, listen to that again. Oh, I love that. I never thought about that. Okay. I'm now adding that one in. So on the, like the burnout layer on this one that I want to add to it, because I love that so much is if you've got those steps and you know, that's what it took to get out of it. If you're feeling like I don't quite have the energy or the resources to do this all myself, what step in this can I engage help? And who can I ask to help me do that? Cause that might, sometimes I got to have that, that buddy system. Sometimes I got to have that help. Oh yeah. It sort of gives me the momentum to get the other stuff. I'm like, I can do like three of the five steps, but those other two, I got to have some help on that. Sometimes just that for the burnout Um, part, guys. (laughs) No, the buddy system's a wonderful thing. I think, you know, if you've got some good friends who they may also, you may also be able to repay them in kind by helping them with something that they find difficult, you know, just call them up and be like, Hey, you know, can you just come over, you know, just sit here, you know, and, and I'll make you food. I'll do whatever, but I need to get this task done and I'm not doing this by myself. It's not going to happen if I'm just by myself you know, and they just come over. And so that can be body double. Yes. Body double is hugely helpful. A lot of times if my clients like have done some of the things, but not all of the things, um, from our last session, I'll say, okay, well, what did you get done? We'll check that off the list. Okay. What didn't you get done? Let's do it now. And they're just like, oh, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it now. And I'll say, you know, even if it's you calling someone, I'm going to be here. You just make that call to your doctor's office, make the appointment or to get your haircut, make that appointment, whatever you got to do. And they'll check it off. Like sometimes they'll do it online in front of me. They'll share a screen and be like, you know, cause so much is done online now. And, and it's just like, oh yeah, I just made this appointment and here's the confirmation. All right, great. And, you know, to have someone to check in with, I think is, is hugely helpful. Oh yeah. You know, you made, you made me think about this. My girlfriend, Rebecca and I, we got on our phone because she and I both have like, we'll swap our closets every season. And I'm at that 
stage where I need to. So I'm like, I actually need to like body double this out because she and I both, that's like a big task. And we, we laugh about it, but we Marie Kondo it. We pile all the clothes on the bed. <laughs> so that we have, to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> we have to finish it so that we can go to bed. And because I have another part person in the bed with me, it really is a motivator because he's like, you got to move the horde so I can get in the bed. <laughs> Said the little smarty pants who said, hey, Bixby, define horde <laughs> the other day. And I'm like, don't even, don't even go there. <laughs> and measured a foot of my closet space and counted all the hangers because I've been arguing because we're building a house. I have been arguing for the size of my closet. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys are getting all my all my stuff today. <laughs> oh, mine too, you know. <laughs> did you have debt? Yes, I did. <laughs> do I have debt? Yes, I do. And I'm working on it. So you a debt slayer. I know you are. Hey, I, I am I'm telling you, it is just that is a journey in itself. And I thank you so much for for sharing that and bringing that up. And yeah. as we're kind of wrapping up, what what would you say is like your top tip that you want somebody who's late identified, who maybe just be starting their journey today, who's here listening? What do you want them to know? I would say, you know, know that your life can be extraordinary and, you know, don't settle for anything less. It's, you know, a lot of times neurodivergence in the past has been painted as a tragedy. And that's why the neurodiversity, now let me speak well, neurodiversity paradigm came about. I would sure as heck rather embrace that than to be painted as a tragedy who, oh my God, your life is only going to be but so much and so limited. It's like wrong answer. Eh, I have no use for you, you know? And so, cause to me, I mean, yeah, we might have to do some things differently, um, we might have to structure our lives differently, but it's okay. It's like the the world will adjust <laughs> or if it doesn't, oh, well, you know, that's, that's kind of the thing. And I think in a way it's almost good to learn it later. I mean, I, sure. I wish I'd known it beforehand too, if the supports had been in place, but to learn it later, especially, you know, at 40, you know, now at 47, I mean, you care a lot less than you would at 17. So it's just like, sure, bring it on. At least I know what I'm dealing with. So yeah. 100%. Oh my gosh. I'm 48 and I learned it 39 and 10 months. So, you know, in that journey, it's just really, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that is. Thank you for sharing that. And if you heard that today and that spoke to you, I'm so thankful you you were here with us and that you were able to hear what Anne shared, because if that touched you, that's where you are. And to know that you're not a tragedy, you're not destined to, to be in this one box. There is so much more there is, you know, Anna shared some beautiful ways for us to, I mean, in a hack, she has been a blessing in my day to day and my, my pals that I'll be working on. <laughs> so there's so much here that really, as we have conversation, and that's the whole point of this show is for us to share these things that we discover in our lives and share them with one another. You know, Ann and I both are, are telling you, hey, some, some buddy systems make a difference. And if you need a buddy, Ann and I are both here to be a buddy, please reach out to Ann. If you're looking for life coaching, if you're looking for executive function, co- function coaching, if you have 
some family members you want to bring in to maybe be part of your support system and network and, and maybe kind of do it as a, as a group event for yourself. Hey, I, I really suggest you reach out to Anne. She has got some phenomenal programs and she is an incredible coach. And guys, you, you've heard an example of sort of how she works and, and who she is today. So reach out to her, it's down in the show notes. Cause remember, you know, I may or may not be your jam. And if I'm not your jam, that's okay. Maybe you just met your jam. And could be your, your perfect flavor of strawberry or, or grape or raspberry without seeds, or she might be your lemon curd. And if that's the case, please reach out. Thanks so much for being here. And this has been fabulous. I appreciate your tips so much. And I will be utilizing those breakthroughs you gave me on my executive functioning today. Hell, I could use those same things too. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> 